Um, but yeah, networking is extremely important with insurance. There's an insurance agency on like every corner out there and you have to have something that's going to set you apart. And one of the great things about RBI when I first started was, um, in the interview, we talked a lot about relationship building Mm -hmm. and the importance of that. And I think you can really combine networking with the relationship building because it's more than just connecting with somebody on LinkedIn. You have to really be able to form a relationship with them. So for me, networking goes beyond just, you know, going to an event or going to a meeting. Um, You really have to be be building that relationship and fostering it. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in. This is Sid with the Unbiased Truth Podcast. We are hanging out today with um, some new people that I've met uh, from RBI Services. RBI Services is an insurance company, correct? Insurance and accounting. Insurance and accounting. Yes. Oh, you like numbers. We, no. 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 I stay no. out of accounting. That's right. That's right. Um, and I will go ahead and let them introduce themselves so I don't mess up their name since we did uh, just formally meet. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I am Danielle Coleman. I am an insurance agent with RBI Services. Definitely not on the accounting side. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> and I am Jimmy Comer, a co-owner of RBI Services, um, and I started the insurance side of RBI. Awesome. And you say you started that in 2018? Started January 2018. Nice. So nice. I have your uh, anniversaries coming up. Yeah. So um, we met kind of um, through, I think, LinkedIn, right? Did you message me through LinkedIn? I think it was more on like the Facebook side of things. It was the I, Facebook but side. But then I yep. did connect yep. with you on LinkedIn, yep. yes. Because uh, uh, somebody started a 212 group, right? <laughs> and for those yes. that don't know, 212 BNI, it's a networking group uh, for business owners and whatnot to try to expand your network. And then uh, I sent Courtney to it because Courtney, uh, you know, she needs to do stuff for marketing <laughs> and growing the business and talking to people. So uh, I've sent her to we've I've, I've visited a couple over you know time. I was a member of BNI for about eight months, and then I just got that was when I was by myself, and I was just too busy at that point to continue on. And plus, it was on like Midlothian side of town, and I live in New Kent, so that's a bit of a drive. Um, Courtney's visited a couple, kind of the same thing. You know, she lives closer to Williamsburg side of New Camp. So we felt like that was a uh, good good location because there's never been anything like that really in New Camp that I know of, um, yeah. you know, or at least one that succeeded, I guess. I mean, there was one, and it was successful. I guess it'd still be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I appreciate you guys coming on just to kind of talk about, you know, first, the way this all kind of came together, and that's through networking, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, being small business owners and and local and all that fun stuff, just like we are. Uh, I just want to talk about the importance of networking and, and what you guys feel is important and how has it worked for you and what have you done to make it work for you? Yeah, well, for me, I just started with RBI not too long ago. Um, and one of the things that Jimmy and I spoke on was – with insurance, how to get yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so networking is obviously one of those ways. Um, pretty quickly into starting at RBI, I was introduced to a few people that were starting the network group in New Kent. Um, so I came in right on right on time. Um, started a slow start, slow start. Um, really started to see some pickup once we were able to do marketing for right, it. Right. Um, so I was able to bring in people like Courtney, 
uh, to join us, which we're very excited to have her. Um, but yeah, networking is extremely important with insurance. There's an insurance agency on like every corner out there, yeah. and you have to have something that's going to set you apart. And one of the great things about RBI when I first started was um, in the interview, we talked a lot about relationship building mm-hmm. and the importance of that. And I think you can really combine networking with the relationship building because it's more than just connecting with somebody yeah. on LinkedIn. You have to really be able to form a relationship with them. So for me, networking goes beyond just, you know, going to an event or going to a meeting. Um, you really have to be, be building that relationship and fostering yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Building a um, relationship style business, it's a lot of work oh, yeah. and it's exhausting. <laughs> a lot uh, of seed planning. There is. There is. And it's just constant touches and, and meetings and getting to know people and remembering and, and connecting and, and making sure they don't drop off and all that stuff. So it's. It really, it's it's very fruitful if it's done right, um, but it's a lot of work. Um, and it's also hard that once you get to a certain point, uh, because you do have to shift at some point from a relationship style uh, model to to a different style, just because you just can't maintain but so many relationships, right? Uh, you still want to, like, I know for me, I still maintain a lot of the early relationships. And, and we still build new relationships, of course. Um, but, but you know, you got that foundation, you know. So no matter what, you know, you still have people that still want to come and, and support you and use you and whatnot. So um, versus those that never established any relationships. And then when times get tough, there's nobody around to help support them, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, and then, then they're trying to figure out what happened to everybody, you know. So you didn't put any effort or time into them. Uh, and whatnot. So, uh, when you first started, mm-hmm. how, how was it for you? And, and, you know, you said you have a, a business owner or a co-owner, right? There's uh, two co-owners. Two co-owners. Um, so Chris Smith, who started the accounting side of mm-hmm. it. And then, uh, Tracy Spencer is minority owner. She was actually uh, employee number one. Uh, she took a chance with us. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the first year to thank her, we gave her a small piece of the business. So, nice. Um, and if so, Gordon's going to listen to that, because Gordon tells people he's the longest tenure 360 employee, um, <laughs> that will not happen. <laughs> Sorry, Gordon. <laughs> Was I mean, Gordon should have been here today. He should have been. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but no, so, I mean, you're talking about relationship. The R and RBI stands for relationship. Relationship, mm-hmm. business, and insurance services. When Chris and I brought this together, uh, what we realized for small businesses, the two of the biggest pains are insurance and the accounting payroll tax is, side. Yeah. And um, what we realized also, you know, we're sitting there and talking. Um, you know where we were talking, don't you? I would imagine it would be Craigers. Craigers. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, we're sitting there and we're talking about the other advantage is that being under the same roof, we can let the other one know if there's – the need to maybe reach out to somebody or to contact somebody or say somebody all of a sudden takes $35,000 out of their account. Uh, we might go find out, did you just go buy a new truck? Right. Do you, something you want to tell us? Um, <laughs> so that's, that was a lot of the reason we did it. Um, you know, early on what well, the slogan for us is it all begins with the relationship, which is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been in insurance myself personally for 10 years and I've always been about building those relationships. You know, I told Danielle, that's the important thing, that 
building those relationships with people makes it easier when the conversation's not going to go the way they're going to wish mm-hmm. it went. Yeah. But if you've already built their trust and um, they trust you, then when you call and go, you know what? <laughs> I really wouldn't turn that claim in. You know, for instance, here recently I had a client air conditioner leaked, mm-hmm. uh, messed up the kitchen flooring, messed up the sub flooring and all. First thing they call me, okay, let's take a look. And uh, they sent me pictures. And I said, well, number one, remember, you're responsible for the first thousand dollars. I said, your husband can do all this work. I know the client's well enough to know he's pretty handy. She goes, yeah. I said, you may not even break a thousand. I said, right. but if it's going to cost you $1,200, I probably would not in this current climate right. turn in a claim for a $200 check. Okay. That's what, that's why I have you for with the words. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's part of what we, that's why we build the relationship. Yeah. And that's a great point because a lot of times I see, uh, you know, in these Facebook groups, uh, home inspectors, Facebook groups, whatnot, you know, uh, Facebook lawyers and <laughs> whatnot, you know, someone will get a, get on there and say, Hey, you got a phone call from a past client, you know, uh, did an inspection you know, three weeks ago, six months ago, 10 years ago. And they said, I missed this, you know, whatever 10 years this ago. is, you know, yeah, it's, it's crazy sometimes. Um, and you know, some most most of the response like hey look you know um 10 years ago kind of is what it is yeah but you'll get every now and then you'll get somebody to say contact your insurance company yeah you know contact your eno company and, yeah. and and that doesn't always pan out you know that's not always the best advice yeah. um not not that your insurance company shouldn't know what's going on but you know if it's a 500 issue you know we'll Pay five hundred dollars to make it go away. You it, know, I mean, part of home ownership is you do have repairs you need to do. Right, right. Insurance is not there to take care of the repair. Right. It's for the sudden, unexpected. Yeah. Um, more the catastrophe. Um, you know, one of my favorite stories to talk about is uh, called a client once and went, "Hey, you have a thirty thousand dollar claim." They went, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> so we sat there, we dug, we dug, we dug, and what happened was there was a kitchen fire at the property that they were going to buy. Mm-hmm. The realtor was calling it a brand new kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They had a it was a beautiful that's kitchen, right. that's, that's right. for sure. But that's um, it was something that it's not on the inspector or anything like that. It just things just pop happened. up, yeah. and hey, look at that! You have brand new counters, and look at those cabinets. Isn't yep. that lovely? So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's it's, those are fun. It's always fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you got your stories. We oh yeah, we oh, have yeah. our stories of how that happened. Yep, yeah. So uh, that's a good segue into what uh, some you know people going to hear insurance and I'm like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> we're going to talk about that, you know. Um, but I think insurance is often misunderstood. I think it's often, uh, like I said, nobody really knows a whole lot about it. And that's where I think people get in trouble, especially businesses, right? So state law says that as a home inspector, I'm required to maintain general liability. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't need professional or errors and omissions. As, that's know, surprising. Right? Um, I'm not required to be bonded or anything like that, just general liability. So <laughs> um, some states, you know, require it. Some states don't, whatnot. Some states don't require anything. Yeah. Um, but but that's kind of where we are as an industry um, in Virginia uh, for home inspections. And uh, we are all three. We we have general, we have professional, and we are bonded uh, up to 10000 I think I think that's like the standard and whatnot. So uh, walk us through some of the differences between those 
and the importance of having those. Danielle? I knew you were going to do that. Well, he looked Jimmy. at you we'll first. Start, <laughs> we'll start with the general liability. <laughs> well, my specialty at this point is wedding insurance. So if anybody's getting married, please give me a call. <laughs> um, so I think that would be more of a Jimmy question. That's more, okay. So, uh, I mean, general liability is just the basic policy all businesses should have. Um, you know, say one of your guys leaves a ladder out and the keg goes trips and mm-hmm. breaks a clavicle, you know, then you uh, have coverage for it. You right. have, um, it. Client comes in here, trips, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so that's what general liability is about. Uh, the E&O, I'm glad to hear you have because that is uh, – <laughs> We have E&O. Uh, anybody who gives their opinion is the way I put it mm. should have E&O. So whether it's doctor, lawyer, insurance agent, you guys, um, realtors, mm-hmm. anybody out there giving their opinion should really have that because maybe you sit there and go, nope, that wall is fine and uh, the soil is fine, whatnot. And, you know, I would just use the actual case I have. I had a client about – year and a half ago buy a house um she called me it was probably about this time last year the house was literally coming apart nice the uh not sure who (laughs) shut their eyes but when we went out there to take a look at the claim um there was literally bricks piled under the floor to keep the Mm -hmm. flooring up Mm -hmm. guess what slipped I mean, cracks large enough that you can see daylight in the foundation. Right. Um, and the house was literally falling apart. Right. And uh, that is one that she looked at me and I said, the best thing you do right now is get a lawyer and let the lawyer take it from here. Is it going to be the realtor that gets held responsible? Mm-hmm. Is it the inspector? Yeah, who? I'm, I don't know. Right. But insurance is not going to cover something like that. That was a known issue. It was a fault that wasn't sudden, unexpected. Right. So, um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get the client to talk to me probably for about six months, so I don't know where that's sitting right now. Right. But but that is why having that E&O coverage is necessary. Um, And then there's also the uh, one that you forgot to mention, workers' comp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's always fun. The state requires you to have workers comp. Any employer, if you hire a subcontractor, mm-hmm. you have to have workers comp automatically. Or if it's you, the owner, plus two employees, you have to have it. Plus two employees. Yep. So that's like magic number. So that's, that's and that's interesting because uh, we run into that. You know, we have workers comp. I had a ghost policy before I had employees because some builders require yep. workers comp and to keep keep you off theirs. Right, right, um, and it just to make it difficult for clients to get inspections because not there's a lot of single inspector companies, right? Yeah. and they're, they're not going to carry workers comp. Um, so, so just because the state requires it doesn't mean that you can't or you shouldn't carry it or you won't have to carry it because there's going to be times where if you want certain jobs they're going to require it, right? Um, So even if it's just me, uh, if I want to do certain jobs or work for certain people or whatever, um, you know, I'm going to have to get it at some point anyways. I mean, if you get hurt on the job, you're a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. Who's paying the bills? Mm, My wife. 
<laughs> How long do you think that's going to go? <laughs> uh, yeah, not very well. So, I mean, that's where workers' comp comes in. One of the other things I tell uh, solopreneurs to think about also is a disability policy instead of a workers' comp. It's a little bit more expensive, but that covers you 24-7. Yeah. So if you're in a bad car accident on Saturday night, you're hurt. You're going to have coverage. Workers' comp's not going to cover that. Right. You know, so that's uh, to help protect solopreneurs. That's just a little bit different way to look at it. Right. But, um, yeah, that is that is something the state requires. The state is cracking down on it. Yeah. We're seeing uh, workers' comp board sending letters out to a lot of our clients going, prove it. Yeah. So we're sending out a lot of deck pages going, there it is, leave them alone. <laughs> um, because it's a heavy fine. It, it can be up to $250 a day for every day without coverage. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's that. Um, you know, of course, auto insurance. And, I mean, it's – people look at it sometimes going, you make me insurance poor. I'm going, but when you need it, aren't you glad it's there? That's right. That's and right. so uh, it's an important part of business. Um, every now and then I'll get folks going, you know, I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to roll this. It's, it's, it's a business expense. Right. If you're a framer – then you work into your pricing, mm-hmm. what the nails going to be, what the labor is going to be, what the boards are going right. to be, you know, all that. Well, why aren't you rolling in also? If that policy, say, is $1,200 a year, then $100 a month goes there. Right. Then you just need to spread that extra $25 a week. Yeah. You know, spread it into your, yeah. Um, you know, think long term. So let's dive into E&O a little bit okay. um, because as inspectors and, and realtors, right, because that's who kind of um, we target um, with all of this. Uh, realtors, for the most part, my understanding, uh, I don't know a whole lot about what they do, um, but my understanding <laughs> is that most brokerages has an, have, have an EO policy mm-hmm. that covers their the realtors, right? Like yep. the realtors typically don't have their own E&O policies um, to where inspectors, uh, you know, we have one for the company. And then, like I said, there's a lot of single inspection inspector operators uh, who may or may not, you know. Um, but uh, I don't know of a realtor brokerage or whatnot or team that really doesn't carry their own E&O. As they should. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, I can tell you, this is a actual personal case. Um, you know, we're talking about how I just purchased a house. I remember they sent the contract over and the seller's agreed to everything we asked for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sitting there. Where was I sitting at? Craigers. Craigers. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I mention Craigers three times, I get a free meal. Um, so, <laughs> but um, no, it's sitting there. I'm going, yes, sweet. And about 10 minutes later, my realtor reached back out to me. He goes, hey, man, um, read this text. The realtor sent something to him goes, I don't know how that contract got out. It was a signed contract. I don't know how the contract got out, but the price is actually ten thousand more, and uh, they had two riding mowers. I wanted the John Deere. They had mm-hmm. a Craftsman, and it should have been the Craftsman mower, not the John Deere. Right. And uh, he came back at me. He goes, "Well, what do you want to do?" And I almost texted back, "Tell them to call their brokerage and get the E and O notification going." Yeah. And then I went, you know, I just want this over with. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "It's still worth." the price that we're going to buy it for. I said, yeah, just, just get this over with. Yeah. But that is an example. If I really want to dig my heels in, mm-hmm. you got a problem. There's a signed contract. Your client signed a contract. Right. I don't care how many times you, I don't know how that happened. Well, you know what? I use DocuSign too. Right. I know how that happened. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
So I think you probably either confirm or dispel some myths when it comes to at least inspections and, and E&O, right? So yeah. uh, the way our contracts are written is that, and this is all always recommended across the country, is basically limit your liability to the cost of the inspection or a percentage thereof. So yeah. for most, it's, you know, um, we signed this contract, and if we miss anything and you say we missed it and we agree that we missed it, then we'll either refund you the $400 you pay for the inspection or one and a half times the inspection fee or two times the inspection fee, whatever the agreement says, right? But yeah. we limit our liability. And uh, so we, I've had realtors call me, and I had this one. She called me and says, hey, what would happen if an inspector missed something? And um, she was calling me, not because I was that asking for a friend. I'm really talking about you. Um, uh, <laughs> I was busy uh, before I had people and, and she used somebody else, right? Um, uh, or a client picked somebody, whatever it was. And come to find out that the inspector missed something substantial, right? Uh, wasn't found until the contractor was there. Like, huh, look at that. That doesn't look good, right? And I told her, you know, honestly, I said, at first I try to, you know, do the whole devil's advocate because what, 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 what's really a mess, right? There's a lot of things that could happen, right? Yeah. And she said, no, no, he admitted to it. So you have an inspector that admitted to this miss. Um, both the buyer or now the homeowner and the inspector both got their own structural engineer came out and they both agreed, right? Um, both agreed, yeah. You know, they both agreed $20,000, $25,000 worth of, issues here, right? It's what it's going to cost to fix this. And the inspector ended up contacting his E&O yeah. uh, provider and the E&O provider sent a letter saying that we will offer you a refund of $500 or whatever it is. Um, take it or leave it kind of deal. That's pretty much where they were at. And, yeah. and that's pretty much where it was left from my understanding. I didn't do any follow-ups, but that's, that's pretty much. And I, cause I told her, I said, you know, honestly, you can talk to an attorney at that point. But from my understanding uh, is you got to figure out whether or not you're actually going to win the case because my understanding is even if you take it to court, limited liability, um, yeah. you may get a refund. Yeah. So how does that work and how accurate is that or how likely are you on a $20,000 issue? Um, is E&O going to pay out? That's what you brought up. You, you, you said are one of my favorite words, lawyer. Right. And that's something people forget about with insurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody thinks they hear the $500,000 judgment. Yeah. But there were also lawyers that had to defend you. Mm -hmm. The company has to defend you. So that's part of what insurance is there for as well. So you said the lawyers kind of went, well, we don't know what's going to happen with this. Yeah. You know, but that is, they didn't have to pay to get that lawyer's opinion. Right. So that is part of why that insurance is there. Um, then it just becomes a lawyer versus lawyer thing. Mm -hmm. Who, who's better? Right. And, um, I've seen cases go that I went, Oh, this is clear cut. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to see a penny. And Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and then other times it's like, Oh, this is clear cut. Yeah. You're definitely at fault and nothing gets paid out. Right. So, um, lawyers, Go through a lot of schooling to uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wiggle a lot is That's probably right. the best way to put it. So it's really a case-by-case -case basis. Right. Um, there's not a definite, this is the way it should go. Right. And um, so. 
when would you recommend somebody? Because there's also a fear of, well, if I contact my insurance company, mm-hmm. they're going to drop me. Um, you know, even if I'm just calling for advice, right? Uh, you know, because there's there's home inspection centered insurance companies that have like pre claims assistance, right? And they'll send out letters and things like that, and basically, you know, they'll they'll review the report, review the claim, and they, they kind of do a whole lot of work, and then they send out you know lawyer letters and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're very like I said, inspector centered, you know. But overall, um. There is a fear that, like, if I contact my insurance company, either my premiums are going to go up or that I'm going to get dropped, even if it's just I've been in business for 10 years. This is my first claim, you know. So what does that – what does what, what really happens when people start filing claims? Well, I feel like I can give a perfect example of that based on what we were talking about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. To me, in my mind, when you're mentioning like you're calling the 1-800 number or something, you're missing the mark on the beauty of having a local agent. Right. I mean, if you have that relationship built with your with your agent um, and you're able to communicate with them, you pick up the phone and give your agent a call. And that's what they're there for. Right. You know, building that relationship with the client and building the relationship with your agent allows you to have that, that conversation about, hey, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we're not really going to tell you exactly what to do as that's your choice, but you've had that conversation and we have the opportunity to potentially review your policy with you. There's this this sense of easement that can be given Mm -hmm. when you have the conversation um, instead of just calling that 1-800 number, you know, and then having to sit on the line and wait. And then you give us, you tell what happened and you're just sitting and waiting to find out exactly what's taking place. So I think, you know, to start off, you know, having that relationship with your local agent insurance can be purchased online now, you Mm -hmm. know, you can just go online and pick a policy based on price point. Right. Um, but you know, when something goes wrong, when you, when you've got that issue that takes mm-hmm. place, um, you're missing that one-on-one interaction and, and, and going local and having that relationship is critical. I think when you have something go wrong. Yeah, no, you make a great point. Um, especially with the price point, right? Because a lot of people don't understand scopes, right? They just, it's price shopping, right? And it's, it's no different than getting that, that kitchen remodel, right? Yeah, yeah. You go out there and, well, this contractor is $15,000 more than this contractor. Well, that's because this contractor included, you know, dumpsters and removal services and demo and buying these stuff and shipping it in versus this one didn't do any of that and it's all on you. And then you could be really mad when you just have a yard full of debris because it's not in the scope, right? Yeah. And, and it's kind of the same thing when you're looking at insurance companies and, and you're, you're shopping that price is figuring out what's actually in your policy. You know, what is your deductible, what's your max, all that stuff, um, you know, what's covered, what's not covered, things like that. So I think that's very important to understand instead of just price shopping, actually getting into the details of what's being covered. And it goes back to the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you build that relationship – Customers will appreciate yeah. that little extra. Um, you know, because one of the things I listen to, you know, I'm a proud Gen Xer. Yeah. And, you know, I listen to millennials. Oh, millennials want to do everything on the phone. <laughs> um, especially the ones closer to Gen X yeah. still appreciate that human interaction. Sure. But, you know, I, I recently had uh, a client who lost their mother. Mm-hmm. And she's like 28 and brother's 25. And that's the typical, hey, I'm going to do everything on the phone. Yeah. 
but yet she appreciated the fact she could come in and sit down and we could talk about the steps of what she needed to do. And we went beyond just insurance. What does she need to do to close the house out? Right. What steps are here and there? Because she was pretty much left to her own survival skills. Right. And she's going, well, I haven't had to do this before. Well, come here. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, that's something we encourage you. We want you to call us with the smaller claims. Now, you know, you run a stop sign, you T-bone a car, <laughs> <laughs> call the company. That's uh, not yeah. that's, That yeah. doesn't need a discussion. Yeah. But, you know, if you back it out of a parking lot and you bump bumpers with somebody, mm-hmm. let's chat. Yeah. You know. One, yeah, I know you're upset, but how bad is it? Right. Scratches in the bumper could probably be buffed out for a few hundred bucks. Right. Just go buff it. Don't turn that in. Right. You know, um, because one, once you pay the deductible, they're going to probably not pay anything out. And something that's just as bad as a claim is a zero pay claim. Right. You turn in a claim, but nothing well, gets and paid, why, and there it uh, yeah. is. And that's what I found was fascinating by, by that example with the inspector and whatnot, you know, because the insurance company, you know, or they, they offered up the refund of $500 or whatever the cost yeah. of the inspection was. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, my deductible is like $2,500. So I'm paying you $2,500 to pay somebody else $500. Um, but the, they had their the lawyers look at it to sit had, there and exactly. see if they can yeah. get that. So yeah. that's a lot of a lot of things happen with insurance that you just don't see. Right. I don't see it. Right. You know, so that's – uh. Yeah, I mean, it's just like anything. There's costs that you just that nobody sees, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, absolutely. and then uh, here's the myth: everybody thinks insurance companies are rolling in the money. That's right. Do they do well? Yeah, but not as well as the oil companies and the banks and this right. and that. But if a insurance company makes nine cents on the dollar, so you pay your premium, mm-hmm. you pay a thousand dollars. If they keep ninety dollars of that thousand, they consider it a good year. Yeah. And people don't realize how it's a thin market. It's more like grocery stores, right? Than you know other industries, right? Um, so when we hear of loss ratios of one hundred and ten, one hundred twenty percent, that means they're paying a dollar twenty for every dollar they took in. That's not good for anybody because <laughs> it's coming back. And yeah. right now, that's what the insurance industry is facing. Um, Florida, Louisiana, Texas are huge messes right now in the insurance yeah. industry. Uh, especially I, Florida. I saw a post the other day about something about Florida and and, and seven companies have pulled out of Florida yes. this year alone. Um, they're starting to have in Texas and Louisiana, Texas especially. Dallas can't make up his mind. Is it going to be a ice storm capital or That's is it right. going to be a dust bowl? Because I was just out there a month ago and it was 105 degrees every day. But you know, it blows my mind that I saw those videos winter before last where the ice half inch, three quarters of an inch of ice and. Um, you know, I was watching these big houses because everything in Texas is bigger. I, right. I, I can attest to that. And they didn't know how to take care of stuff. So right. I saw these million-dollar homes that had internal waterfalls because the pipes froze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they start throwing a little bit, snap. Hey, look at what you yeah. have. Uh, you now have an in- indoor uh, swimming pool where your basement used to be. But um, <laughs> that's good stuff. But <laughs> New installed pool New for installed selling features. Pool. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Throw a little salt in there, you're good to go. Um, but no, that's uh, insurance works a very fine edge. I mean, right now, we're watching all rates go up. If we can keep it at 10%, we're happy. Yeah. But everybody's going up. And everybody goes, oh, the insurance companies are being greedy. It's like, how much is your house worth now? Compared to three years ago. Yeah. 
how much is that used car that you bought? You know, I bought a, uh, a Volvo. Yeah. June of last year. And I could probably trade it now for a few, a little bit more than what I bought it for. Mm-hmm. I got to find something to drive, but yeah. you know, it's still uh, right now. The market's just trying to settle down. That's the best way to put it. So yeah, Florida is interesting uh, because they do like home inspectors do four point inspections down there for the insurance companies. Yeah. You know, and it's really, from my understanding, really no one else does that. And, like if it's over, like a roof is over ten years old. Yep, you got to replace it if you want to sell it. You got to replace it because the, the buyer's insurance company isn't going to insure it. And I mean, that's Florida typically will have the better roofing material. Yeah, you know, so um, they have the ones that can survive the hurricane yeah. winds. And but that's how big of a mess it is right now. But uh, you know, if if there are any roofers listening, I apologize, but. To, <laughs> Right now, they have a problem where roofers, for a while, they were going through there going, I can get you a new roof. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with the roof, but mm-hmm. they would sit there and turn in a claim, and insurance just kind of rolled over at first, and now they're starting to fight back. But it's kind of late now. It's right. That genie, I'm not sure if they will get that back in the bottle before it's too late. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting down there, and I don't know what all a four point entails, but I just know that, um, like I said, I've seen inspectors say if it's over t- roofed over ten, 10 years, years, they're not going to inspect it. If they get uh, aluminum wiring or any cloth wire sheathing or anything like that in their electrical panels, they don't. Well, that's true it. here in Virginia too. We don't like aluminum. <laughs> it's true, true. Which you know, you brought that up, and we'll, we'll go down this rabbit hole on that. I was even we don't like on. Quest Plumbing either. We wasn't even going to plan on to even cross my mind to go into. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about some of that stuff, like knob and tube wiring, um, aluminum Ooh, wiring. Man, you're getting really old school now. Yeah. That's- well, and and this is this because it's I I tell people I don't. One part of our job is that we inspect to make sure that the house is insurable and inhabitable, right? That's yeah. kind of like a standard line that I tell everybody. But I also, am not, while I'm telling you this stuff, that's our job. I don't tell you, um, hey, you got I, you have polyvalent, but I typically don't say, hey, that's not insurable, right? Um, because it's, then, well, it's not your job, right? And then realtors get mad at us because if we do do that, right? Um, uh, because we, you know, kill the deal, as they say. Uh, but I've also seen clients who volunteer information to their insurance companies. Uh, and I've seen this happen twice. One, they had a polyvalent supply line come in, right? And they, they volunteered that information. And, and polyvalent, unless it's leaking, it's not a defect, right? In a real estate transaction. And the insurance company says, replace it or we're not going to insure you. And so it's then, a bomb waiting to go yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> so then they had to come to this agreement with the sellers to, you know, what do we do? You know, so they end up splitting the cost of like seven grand on, on Ooh. replacing the supply line. Cause it was a supply line. You know, you yeah. got to dig it up. And then the other one was, um, knob and tube in the city. And it was, uh, it was live, you know, yeah. up, I mean, it was a remodeled home and it was live. And were they using pennies? They were not, oh, okay. they were not. <laughs> um, and, uh, they, they asked their insurance company, Hey, we got this old wiring. Uh, and I told us that, you know, our recommendation is always to have it evaluated by electrician uh, because not because it's not considered a safe system anymore, but because we don't have the time as inspectors to inspect every inch of that knob and tube to see if it's been messed with, covered in insulation, all the things you're not supposed to do to it, right? Yeah. Um, we just identified you have it. 
it's still live, you want to make sure it's still considered a safe system. So then they took that information and contacted their insurance company and said, hey, look, we got knob and tube. And they said, yeah, well, you ain't going to have that house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you want us to insure that. So, so um, and I know that there's some companies that will insure there's it. There's some, so, but the coverage is not that great. Okay. so the best way to put it. Um, so lunar wiring, knob and tube, polybutylene, you know, yeah, press, whatever. Um, yeah. so, so how does that, how does that process look like on the insurance side when you, uh, we just have companies that flat out won't write it. Yeah. Um, sometimes we have to go to what we call the ENS market access and surplus. Okay. And it very well could be written on Lloyd's of London paper, which <laughs> it, it, it's written. Yeah. Um, but your personal liability coverage is not that great, and the medical coverage is not that great. Maybe your property coverage, the house is covered, mm-hmm. but it's also going to be a name perils policy. So if it's fire and wind, you're going to probably be okay, but a car drives through the front front of the house, uh, right? probably not. Right. Um, you better hope that other person has really good insurance. So yeah. that's uh, – there's – there are people who will write it. It's much more expensive also. Mm-hmm. So in the long run, yeah, you're better off replacing the stuff. Um, but it's uh, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 insurance is it's just one of those things. Again, if we build the relationship, I think the pain is a little less. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Daniel heard me say not too long ago we had, we had a lady call and she was complaining that her uh, policy that it, she has currently the uh, the lizard is we'll refer to that company. Um, <laughs> they went up fifty dollars, fifty dollars a month. And I went, let's see what happens. Yeah, and yeah, she came back and she went, "Ooh, look at this record." I went, "Yeah, that's what I had a feeling." But the other thing I told her, I said, "When I hear people like that, always remember somebody who is willing to leave their current agent for ten dollars a month." We'll right. leave you for ten dollars a month. Exactly. So that we're looking for that long term. We want to know about you. I mean, right. that's when Daniel was going through the interview process with me. I made that very clear. We're about relationships. Um, I think one of the things that makes RBI unique. There's ten of us, uh, five on each side of the house, and other than Chris and I, it's all women. And I like way women develop relationships. Right. Women tend to want to cultivate that. I mean, I know the one question I asked her during the interview, I said, are you a gatherer or a hunter? And she just kind of pulled back. She goes, nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> and I'm like, don't say you're a hunter because that just tells me you're worried about getting the number on the board and not knowing a thing about that client. Right. And uh, I, I need you to sit there and build a relationship. And she went, I'm a gatherer, and once I have my gathering, then I'll hunt it. I yeah. went, I like that. That's even That's better right. now. That's so. Right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's, again, just all goes back to that relationship. I mean, you know how important it is for you with the realtors. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, if something's there that might cause an issue with the sale going through, they have to trust that you know what Mm -hmm. you're doing Mm -hmm. and there's a reason why you're going, no. Yeah. You know, you're not trying to make them lose a sale. Right. Right. And that's, that's what we try to tell people. Like it's, it's not, you know, We've always approached the, the the inspection as as if it was me buying the house. What would I want to know about the house? You know, because yeah. it's a it's a big investment, um, but it's also to reduce uh, phone calls. Yeah. It's reduce issues, and and that's 
to me, that's to the realtor, that's to everybody involved. So we're trying to set those expectations and build those relationships. And then that way, if we do five, six, seven, 10, 20 deals together, and we hit that one that's just a colossal train wreck, we know that that relationship is there. And it's not just me being, you know, what some home inspectors are or some people are or whatever, just trying to blow stuff up just to blow it up. Yeah. Um, it's just because, you know, that perfect storm happened and, and things happened. Or if we were to get that phone call and say, hey, look, you know, I know you inspected it. I know, you know, things happened, but, you know, they moved in and this is what they found, you know. And they know that we've, we've developed a relationship enough to know that things happen. You know, and, and, and we fix it and we move on, you know, and, and we can still work together and we can still have that trust, you yeah. know, and, and whatnot that, that things do happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You like to sleep at night, don't exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Daniel's heard me say that we're not shortcutting. Yeah. It's, um, and I, whereas I thought I was thorough, this young lady is a thorough. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I told her, I said, I don't get but a few hours and those few hours, I want to sleep. I don't want to be staring at the ceiling going, hmm. Yeah. I wonder if I'm going to get that one snuck through. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's all about uh, protecting the name of the business as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because uh, at the end of the day, because that's, that's, that's all you have, you yeah. know. And, and at some point, you're not going to want to do this anymore. You know, it's like at some point, I'm not going to want to do this anymore. <laughs> and 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 that, that, that name has to hold value for something, yeah. you know, because you just don't want to to give it away or shut it down, you know, you want to get something out of it. So you, you've got to build that value. And, and we've all seen in both industries, your industry, my industry, there's, there's companies that's just kind of like, yeah, that's probably not really worth the contract is written on, you know, uh, in terms of a sell price or whatnot. So um, when it comes to back to E&O real quick, uh, when people want to start that process, because this is, you know, and I'm developing a CE class, like home inspection myths, you know, uh, uh, for realtors or whatnot. Because one of the things I've seen constantly in, like, mastermind groups, a realtor will post on there, you know, hey, you know, client close on deal, home inspector missed this, what do we do? And there's undoubtedly every single time somebody gets on there and says, we'll just contact their EO insurance. Well, I don't think it, that's like quite how that works, right? You just can't pick up the phone and just contact their insurance company yeah. and, and demand stuff. So what does that process look like and who has to initiate it and and where does it go? So if a realtor is upset with something like that, the first conversation should be with the inspector mm -hmm. um, and the other realtor. Right. You know, right. what did the other realtor know? Right. Because... It, we'll go back to that house. Mm -hmm. There's no way that <laughs> realtor didn't know some right, stuff. Right. Um, I know the realtors I associate with, I've watched a lot of them. They get up underneath that crawl space. Now, they're not going all the way in because most of them are scared of snakes. But right, right. Th they're going to flash a light around, take a look. Mm -hmm. um, so these were like bricks all over the place. So that would have been... <laughs> yeah. So... The heat's probably on that other realtor. Mm -hmm. The heat probably it's got to be on the inspector because there are obvious misses or right. you know. And who told you to miss that? <laughs> well, and that's <laughs> where, where it gets fun because will, a lot of people don't understand. And not this is this is going off assumptions, right? Yeah. But 
a lot of people don't realize what the minimum standards for or standards of uh, practice is what it's called. Yeah. And it's what the law is for that governs what we have to inspect and what we don't have to inspect. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand how little that really is. And because I've gone behind in crawl spaces where I've gotten a report from somebody two weeks ago. Uh, and the deal fell through for whatever reason, um, not because of the inspection report. It's never because of the inspection report, according to the, <laughs> the list side. And uh, I go in there. I'm like, well, no, this was on there. Um, but does that report say that they disclaimed the crawl space because they didn't go in there, right? Because you don't have to. You know, it's a confined space. As long yeah. as you disclaim that you didn't do it, you don't have to, and you're not liable um, for anything that's in there because you didn't inspect it and you said that you didn't inspect it, right? Um, so so there is some finessing that can go on uh, to, to say, well, you know, I, I told you I didn't do it. You know, it's in yeah. the report. I said I didn't look in there, so it's not my fault. So it goes back on the realtor off. I need you to take a look at it. Right. You know, represent your buyer. Right. So, you know, something along that lines, if I get a call – when it comes to ENO, that's very, to me, not as cut and dry. It's a whole mm-hmm. lot of gray. It's a lot of opinion. You know, it goes yeah. back to where I will go, all right, here's who you're insured through. Here's the claims mm-hmm. number. Here's your policy number. Give them a call. Go ahead and just give them first notice. Because they're going to have questions for you that right. I can't answer. I don't want to get into the middle of that because <laughs> they were playing the telephone game. Yep. I think he said. Yep. She pretty sure she said you know that's not something then it's my neck out there yeah going well you didn't hear me right um and then we kind of step away and then if there are any problems that's what i'm there for mm-hmm. you know if the company's dragging their feet maybe right or if it's felt like something was missed then i can call and get an explanation from the adjuster as to what's going on um you know and we go from there right but um ENO is we sell a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you know lawyers, um, we actually have movie makers and uh, musicians. <laughs> um, those are actually fun because the musicians are like, "Oh no, I don't need it. I don't need it." It's like, <laughs> yeah, music, you absolutely need it. Um, yeah. As a former one myself, it's like <laughs> a, a, everybody's gonna blame you for stealing their their lyric or their line. So, um, yeah. But, you know, GL, auto, that's a little more clear-cut where I can talk to you and go, I take care of this on your own, or let's let's file a claim. Let's go ahead and protect yourself. So, you know, like I said, that's a little more vague. Uh, workers' comp was the same way. Right. Um, I had one client, um, his employee tore muscles in his arm, Um. And so I thought this would be a clear-cut case. They're going to pay the medical bills. They're going to pay for the missed labor. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, they paid for the medical bills. They didn't pay for the labor because that employee <laughs> was not here properly. Yeah. So they went, nope, no wages. Yeah. Paid. And yeah. so, again, that, that's where I go, it's not for me to decide. I don't know the whole story. I need you to talk to the adjuster. Then y'all go from there. Yeah. Yeah, 12, 12 years in the in the fire service, uh, workman's comp. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's it's a whole other animal. But yeah, um, yeah. The inspection industry is just you're right. It, it's it's never black and white. It's always gray because yeah. of so many factors. And this is I often tell people this is an imperfect profession, even in the perfect conditions, uh, because 
you get a phone call saying, hey, my roof's leaking. We just moved in. You know, you missed the leak. And then you go back and you look like, you know what? Um, minus this last August because we had a decent amount of rain. But typically, you know, like, well, you know, I did that, you know, when it was 72 or 90 degrees and sunny, 100% humidity, and it hadn't rained in six weeks. Yeah. So there was no evidence of a leak at that point, you know, especially if it was a new leak that developed and just hadn't had time to cause any damage or offer any staining or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, okay, cool. Probably was there, you know, but there was the conditions wasn't right for it to show itself yeah. while the three hours I was there, right? I mean, uh, you know, and then you got, well, you know, could I get into that part of the crawl space because of the ductwork or, you know, it's a 120-year-old home that, that was made for someone that was four foot five, you know, <laughs> uh, the crawl space, you know, uh, or maybe they were a hoarder and, and or they had, you know, you know, uh, Christmas vacation style decorations in their attic there and I go. couldn't get anywhere, you know? Uh, so there's, there's just a lot of things that, yeah. that go into whether or not, you know, well, it's legit or it's just, you know what? We, we give you the, the most information we can, the best way we can. And, and sometimes it's just the cost of owning a home. And I've heard, uh, yeah, I've talked to enough inspectors where I've realized it's each of you have your own style. Um, I've met one inspector here not too long ago. He said, my goal is not to scare you from this house. Right. Well, what does that mean? Um, the inspection I had done recently, I think there was like 14 ticks. Mm. Some are like garage door won't open. Mm -hmm. I would have figured that out, but thank you. Um, but, um, so I think each of you develop your own and, Again, it goes back to their relationship. What does the realtor want for their client? Right. Do they know that this is a skittish client and they don't need to know, yeah. well, the garage door won't open. It just needs a new uh, uh, opener. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I was, the one I had, I was grateful. There's a wasp nest apparently up in the attic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want that taken care of. <laughs> um, and wherever they're coming in from to be sealed up. Uh, because, you know, moving out to Montpelier, moving to the country, <laughs> squirrels, bats, and everything mm-hmm. else, go find that crack as well. So uh, yep. let's take care of that. Take care of that. Um, so, yeah, it's it, when it comes to E&O, it's, we can provide it. We're going to find the best coverage for you. But when it comes to a claim, I personally am going to walk away from it because yeah. that's the one that's, most likely become litigious. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially, you know, in, in both real estate uh, and home inspections, you know, c- uh, combined into one, like nobody knows what anybody does, you yeah. know, like, and that, and that's part of the issue. Like nobody knows what a home inspection is. Nobody knows what a home inspection actually does. Nobody knows what we're supposed to write up, what we don't have to write up, you know, uh, how complicated it can be uh, yeah. uh, from, from, Buyers to the realtors. And, and it's funny you mentioned like that skittish client, right? So we'll have realtors. Um, and I, I tell them, I say, that's the worst thing you can ever tell home inspectors that we have a very um, uh, particular client who's very detail oriented. You know, that's not telling me to write up less. That's telling me to write up more because I don't want those phone calls later. No. Right? You know, you didn't tell me that the doorknob was loose. Well, you know, um, so uh, you know, so for realtors listening, uh, make sure don't don't tell us that they want all the, you know, they're skittish and 
whatnot because yeah. we're gonna write up everything because I don't want those phone calls later or Where's, the threat of a lawsuit later because I you know told you that the carpet was bunched up. You know that the house <laughs> the house I'm moving into is, is I mean it's 15 years old so yeah. there's gonna be s- certain conditions I expect yeah. so I think part of the report said that there was cracks in the uh, front porch. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll get a little filler if if it's needed. We'll go from there. Yep. I mean it's 15 years old. Yeah. Let's. You know, so it's it's surprising how many. Well, it's not surprising anymore how many people don't understand that things happen to a house. You yeah. know, um, well, <laughs> that it's not brain. an insurance world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we we get that quite often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maintenance on a home. Yeah, what? I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, um, I appreciate you guys coming in. Um, last question I'll have is, uh, what all do you guys cover? I heard you mention wedding insurance. Uh, uh, yes. I've learned mm-hmm. about venue insurance uh, recently. Like if I was going to go uh, speaker insurance, if I want to do professional speaking, things like that. So what all do you guys cover? Well, I mean, for me specifically, working with special events and wedding insurance right now is, you know, obviously doing all the mm-hmm. other things, but that's the specialty currently. You know, I think we hit the pandemic and it opened up the door for a lot of people to think about things that we normally don't think about. Mm -hmm. While a pandemic isn't covered under in the insurance world, um, there are things that are covered. So when it comes to the shuttering of a business, um, you know, the boutique where you bought your wedding dress closing, that's something that we would be able to help you with. Um, And of course, there's the different avenues with that as well when it comes to liability and um, canceling and postponement. So different avenues to help a a client uh, find the perfect coverage for them based on how much they're spending on their wedding. Um, But we also do home and auto. We've got um, a wonderful account manager named Allison who handles all of that. Um, And then we have another account manager named Cassie who can help all, all things commercial, small business. Um, and um, I'm getting out there as well and yeah. can help y'all find whatever you need. But RBI is all encompassing. If, if you're starting a small business, if you're an individual um, owning a home, you know, if, if you're a small family, large family, we've got you, we've got you covered from all angles insurance wise. Nice. And if people want to get a hold of you guys? Oh, well, me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could, you could email me. I'm a Danielle at RBI service, uh, rbisvcs.com. Don't let the accountant name the webpage. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then our phone number is uh, 804-677-9516. Um, our address is in Ashland, but as I tell people, we're like a half mile from Greentop. Nice. Everybody freaks out. Ashley, I'm like, yeah. no, it takes me 10 to 15 minutes to get Suzanne's myself. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, we're green top half mile away. So we're 10 minutes away from Scott's edition, short pump in the airport. So awesome. We love that location. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, give Danielle a call, uh, you know, whether you're a homeowner or a small business, she'll take great care of you. And then on the accounting side, I'll mention this real quick. Chris can help you with accounting uh, taxes Payroll, uh, we have a unique program that if we have your workers' comp and your payroll, um, if you qualify for the programs, we have pay-as-you-go workers' comp, so you pay each pay period however much salary you pay, so it helps reduce the audit, and we take care of doing that audit reporting and the quarterly reporting and all that good stuff. So we're there to help the small businesses uh, take some of the headaches off their plate. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in. Um, thanks for uh, waiting as we work through, uh, you know, Courtney not being able to figure out how to do her job. Well, um, 
<laughs> Man, that, that's a stare. <laughs> you get used to them after a while. Doesn't does she have a crawl space going back? No, she refuses to go. Yeah, but she's more built for than you are. I know, right? I'm just saying. I'm not sign up for that. Did <laughs> <laughs> not sign up for that. Won't sign up for it. You have to pay me like a thousand bucks to do that. We got a uh, <laughs> we got a robot that we'll send in if it's uh, you know like I said there's old houses that we just can't physically fit in yeah. and um and, and I've told her before that hey if it gets stuck you're the smallest one in the company yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an expensive piece of equipment and we just it's can't coming leave it out there. one yeah. way or the other that must suck <laughs> <laughs> you may want to put a fishing line on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Use some heavy, maybe steel line. That's right. To make sure it doesn't break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, I appreciate it. And then uh, I'm sure uh, me and Courtney will be seeing you yeah. on Thursdays at uh, the 212 meeting. Sounds good to me. Happy awesome. to have y'all. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.